Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Tonight's Streetcast on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. We are joining you on a lovely Thursday morning. Hopefully, you're listening to this on a lovely Thursday evening or a Friday morning as you get ready for the NFL draft. It is just one week away. Uh, Dan Sanyo joins us with his flu game. Um, uh, if you've stopped me for you've heard this before, there's illness in the Sanyo household. <laughs> um, uh, you've heard it pretty much every day for the last five years. Um, and now it has hit Dan and his lovely wife. Um, Dan, other than your illness, how are you today? Well, I'm sweating profusely. Uh, you can't really see it, but I mean, it's it's there. Um, yeah, when you get kids in school, man, it's just kind of the, the way that it is, especially when you're in the Midwest. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk some quarterback today and then rookie rookie stuff starting next week. And then draft time is here. Yeah, Dan. Um... To, a little peek behind the curtain for for the, the fans of the nice straight cast. Um, we haven't been as consistent as we would like this offseason so far. Um, we've missed some weeks. We've had some late weeks. Um, typically, we record on Tuesdays. Um, there is the pressure on us next week to record on Tuesday because basically our choices next week are we record on Tuesday or we don't record at all because we can't record rookie content on a Thursday, have Justin publish it on Thursday night, and then it's stale aka the draft has happened by the time you're listening to it so pressure's on um if if you record a podcast next week it'll be on tuesday it'll be the rookie mock matrix but today we are going to do some qb talk um this has been uh the impetus of this qb talk is the jalen hurts extension and we'll, t- we'll talk about more in depth with hurts um when we get to his point in we're basically going to do a top 12 quarterback ranking um go through our top 12 and then also break down who could potentially break into our top 12s based on circumstances in the 2023 season. Uh, so, Dan, I know you and I have been the contractors, detractors, all those different things for Jalen Hurts. Before we get to his specific ranking, are you very much willing to concede defeat with the, the impact of his five-year, $250 million contract? Yeah, I mean, towards the end of the season, I <clears throat> I was kind of okay with 
just being being wrong, I, I still think he's in the middle of the of the ranks as far as a passer goes. But what he can do on that offense with the weapons that they have and what they've built around him, I mean, it it really doesn't matter how good or bad of a thrower you are when you can do that kind of stuff with your legs. When you have AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, uh, Dallas Goddard, you know, it, the list just continues to go on. So I think I think Hertz earned every dollar of that. I, I kind of surprised that Lamar turned that contract down because it's essentially the same contract. But yeah, I, I, well, when we get to our rankings, you'll see exactly how much I've, I've, you know, conceded as far as Jalen Hurts goes. All right. So let's start off with the one, this should, in my opinion, this should not be a debate. This should be a consensus. There really shouldn't be a differentiation in your rankings or ADP. We both have Pat Patrick Mahomes, the 101 in Superflex, the one, the number one quarterback in your dynasty rankings, Pat Patrick Mahomes. This guy does it like the 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 next te- like honestly, realistically, Patrick Mahomes should be in a tier of his own. Um, and if he's not, like he is the only one in the top tier that isn't reliant on a a top weapon around him. Yes, he has Travis Kelsey still, but he's getting up there in age. All the other guys have a number one wide receiver where it's like, oh, okay, I'm relying on that guy to produce with that guy. It doesn't matter who he has at wide receiver. He's going to be, you know, a top three quarterback in fantasy. The floor is tremendous. The ceiling is, you know, he has the record for most passing touchdowns in a season. And that was even before they stretched it to 17 games. Um, he had the most passing yards ever in, in 2022. There's no argument against Patrick Mahomes. So what else do you have to say about him? I mean, we I've I've tried to get somebody up into that tier. You know, there, there's been really good seasons in his what six years in the NFL now, five, five, six years in the NFL. Uh, I mean, it just no one does it as consistent as great. Uh, I think you can already you can pretty much stake his claim on the quarterback Rushmore already, which is insane to think, but. He's been better than Tom Brady ever was. He's been better than Peyton Manning or as good as Peyton Manning was. Drew Brees is in that conversation. Dan Marino's in that conversation. What Patrick Mahomes has done with, I mean, you know, Tyreek Tyreek Hill came out of absolutely nowhere and Mahomes made him a star, right? Travis Kelsey was a star and he got to pair up with Patrick Mahomes. Outside of those two guys, I mean, Mahomes is putting up these uh, just otherworldly numbers with absolute nobodies and to dominate in the way that he dominates there is no way you can put somebody in his tier uh, i'm i'm done trying it i'm done looking for excuses to find to find oh well he can't do this he doesn't have the weapon it doesn't matter you could put garbage bins out there and he'll hit them and they will score touchdowns yep so that is patrick Mahomes at the one uh, at the qb1 slot uh, QB2 is where we first have our first differentiation. Uh, I have Josh Allen. I, I feel like he has the, you know, outside of Mahomes, the highest ceiling. That rushing floor, uh, you know, provides the ability to have a, a weekly floor for, for Josh Allen. And he has, you know, a, a, a marquee weapon in, in, in Stephon Diggs. And I feel like the Bills seem committed to, to supporting him with Gabriel Davis and, you know, investing in other weapons around him as well. So I have Josh Allen at QB2 because I feel like he's the, the safest. But and we talk about tiers like you could give for, and we'll, we'll get to each one specifically, but you could give me QB two through QB five and even QB six probably. And I wouldn't really sniff a difference between QB two and QB six. 
Um, but I'm slating in Josh Allen at QB two because of his floor and ceiling comparables. Um, and that's where I have with that. So where are you going at QB two? QB two and three are a dead heat for me. Uh, I end up giving the the nod to the younger quarterback. So at two, I actually have Jalen Hurts. They scored identically last year. Uh, obviously, one has a little more run heavy, even though they had similar yardage. Jalen Hurts had double the rushing touchdowns, and I don't think that changes a whole lot in the coming years. Uh, that's the way that offense is built. He's going to continue to score at will in the red zone, and he's going to attack on 20 to 25 passing touchdowns as well. Whereas Josh Allen, now he he has that high rushing floor, but those touchdowns have never eclipsed d- double digits, and Jalen Hurts has already done that. So I think the ceiling of Hurts's of Hertz's running game is a little bit different than the ceiling of, of Allen's passing game, because that team, yes, they have Gabriel Davis. Yes. They have what seems to be a, a in and out Stefan Diggs. We, we never really know with him, but I, I just see so much more upside with Hertz at this stage. And I feel like we've kind of already hit Josh Allen's ceiling and Hertz has not hit his ceiling as a passer. As a rusher, maybe. I still think a thousand yard season, like uh, like how Mike Vick had or Cam Newton, uh, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I think that is still in play for Jalen Hurts. Now they've they become a little more protective over the way he runs and how he runs, and you know the the design runs are a little bit different. Whereas Lamar, it's just every play could be a run. Just whether it's the running back, whether it's Lamar, it doesn't matter because that team doesn't like to pass. The Eagles still like to throw the ball. We just, you know, Jalen has to continue to get a little bit better at that. And and I think, you know, he could end up being having an above average arm. I still think it's just average to below average. But because of the playmakers and because of his legs, you have to give him that respect and and play defense a little softer than you normally would. Yeah, and. What's one thing that's interesting is this kind of more a broad thing, but we've literally never seen this many in this level of athletic quarterback play. You know, we've we've seen the Drew Breeses, the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's where there's statues in the pocket. Maybe they'll rush for a first down when the coverage is locked up and it's third and two. But we haven't seen the aging of these quarterbacks with the design runs. Like obviously we saw Michael Vick, but he was a one man thing. Like there wasn't anyone comparable to Mike Vick in during his time. Whereas right now we have five, six, seven quarterbacks that are all going to use their legs as a weapon, not just as a form of escaping, you know, the pocket. So while I, I under, I, I am observant of the fact that I might not know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I think that hurts of this bunch is the, is the person who would lose the most, as he ages, when he loses the rushing. The, the, the question really is, is with these quarterbacks that now run, Mahomes runs some, Josh Allen runs some, Jalen Hurts runs a decent amount. With these quarterbacks that run a bit more, what does the running look like at age 28, 29, 30, 31? And in Dynasty, and obviously we talk about four-year windows and yada, yada, but in dynasty, especially with the quarterback position, that's the quarter. That's the position I'm looking at the most long term. And so when I'm looking at when when Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are 30, 31, 32, I have more faith in Josh Allen continuing to post fantasy points during those years than I do Jalen Hurts. Um, 
But like I said, we don't have the historical data to back up what these athletic quarterbacks are going to do in their early 30s. So um, I'm very willing to be wrong, but that's why I have Hertz lower than two, and we'll, we'll show we'll get to where I have him. Um, still a very high, highly valued quarterback, but I, I I have concerns with where his rushing value and where, where his value will be when he gets into his late 20s and early 30s. Is that a legitimate concern for you as well? I mean, I don't know that it's a concern. I, I, I do, I do see that, and I actually agree with you know the the obviously. It, well, look what happened to Cam Newton. As soon as the injury started to pile up, he turned into a pumpkin. Uh, it, it you know even Aaron Rodgers over time, and, and it's a little different because he's 116 years old. But it, the running becomes more selective as they age. The athletic quarterbacks, you know, the the guys that I mean, obviously Mike Vick was like you said was a little bit different. Uh, Lamar. We haven't really gotten to seeing a lot of, but he's also not exactly old. So, you know, Steve Young comes to mind where the injuries pile up and it starts to slow down. Rodgers, you know, he's he's pushing 40. It starts to slow down. So I think with someone like Hertz, I think the the short term window for me has more value than 10 years from now with Josh Allen. Now, I still think Josh Allen has arguably the best arm in the NFL right there with Patrick Mahomes, but the I think the floor of what Philadelphia has been doing is higher than the floor of what Buffalo has been doing. I feel like they regressed a little bit in 2022. Now, the numbers were all great, and they were all still there, but it, it didn't feel like that explosive, crazy offense that we were used to. The running game is kind of in shambles where, I mean, Josh Allen's going to lead that team in rushing because that's, it's just how it is until he starts to slow down, but he has the arm to make up for any lack of rushing. Whereas as of today, Jalen Hurts doesn't. So I think as we see Hurts's arm progress as it, as it has the last two years, he continues to get better and better. Maybe we see them start to pull him a little more away from the rushing. Now, He's a long way off of, of Josh Allen's arm, of Patrick Mahomes' arm, but I still think that his rushing floor keeps him in that in that category. I have Allen and Hurts in, in Tier 2 by themselves, um, if only for the short term. The next three to five years, I think both of those guys are going to be scoring just insane amounts. Now, my 3-4 in my rankings is your 4-5 with Hurts ahead of your uh, you know 3-4-5. So my three, four, your four, five are Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. These are closer to your more prototypical passers, but also I think Trevor Lawrence, obviously a little bit more, show the ability to escape the pocket and and use their legs. But, but both of them are more willing to use their legs than, you know, the, your typical pocket passers in the, you know, mid 2000s and before then. Um, with Burrow, you have the the floor of he's connected to Jamar Chase pretty much forever. Like I don't see any way that the Bengals get rid of him. Um, you know, they're going to sign him to a mega deal that might co- end up costing them T Higgins, but I have Joe Burrow at three ahead of Lawrence and subsequently uh, Hertz as we'll talk, as I'll, I'll note um, because of Jamar chase, honestly. Uh, I, I think that having a wide receiver that good is going to help you support you being a top five quarterback for a long time. Um, and obviously quarterback quarterback um, lives last longer than, than wide receiver ones. But, you know, having Jamar Chase as your wide receiver one for the next four or five, six years is going to result in you being a top five quarterback. So that's why I have Burrow there and Lawrence a hair behind because he doesn't have that chase type. But 
as an NFL player, as a passer, as a quarterback, Trevor Lawrence has been pretty much everything we've been hoping for. Um, had some struggles as a rookie, even a little bit early on as a sophomore, but the end of his 2022 and bleeding into the playoffs in 2023 was pretty much everything you could ask for from Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And we'll see what Calvin Ridley provides. Um, obviously he's, he's no spring chicken anymore either and missing a year. It'll probably be a little bit rusty, but uh, you know, another, another thing I'm willing to say that I was wrong about was the Christian Kirk contract, obviously having a great quarterback like Trevor Lawrence helps, but uh, that turned out to be, you know, a, a pretty a pretty even keeled contract, all all things uh, being equal there. So I, I think, yes, they are definitely missing an alpha. But I think I think there's a non-zero chance that like Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence can take over the team and ascend everybody else's play. Whereas some of these guys need their playmakers. I'm not saying Joe Burrow needs playmakers. I think Joe Burrow is going to do just fine. I think I think he'll have a a an Aaron Rodgers type career where I think Trevor Lawrence could could move into that Josh Allen potentially Patrick Mahomes type category because as far as quarterback prospects go, I mean he was the best of the best outside of of Andrew Luck and then going back to like Peyton Manning, we haven't really seen somebody that had everything you could possibly want from a prospect going into arguably the worst situation any rookie quarterback has ever gone into. And then it completely 180 and it looked like the now, I mean, imagine if his sophomore year was his rookie year and then he took that same step forward as a sophomore. You know what I mean? Like if they didn't have the urban Meyer crisis, if they didn't have to deal with all of that crap, uh, this we would be talking about Patrick Mahomes versus Trevor Lawrence if if it started the way his sophomore year was because of all the coaching issues and whatever. Um, but I I do think Trevor Lawrence of of all of these guys probably has the best chance to make a push towards Mahomes if Calvin Ridley can provide that that bump that that big play you know a true wide receiver one because Christian Kirk isn't that he he played very well he produced very well he is not a wide receiver one he is a he's a solid wide receiver two in an NFL offense and I don't know that Calvin Ridley necessarily is a wide receiver one either we saw his best work working opposite Julio Jones so I think these two together can complement one another but I still think that Jacksonville is missing that that massive piece that that big playmaker that any any given play could be a touchdown or you know a 60 yard catch or whatever I, I don't think either one of those guys possesses the you know that they're not your Jamar Chases they're not your Justin Jeffersons they're a far cry from that they're just very solid NFL players all right uh so next I have Jalen Hurts at five and then we have pretty similar rankings so so and you, you talked about that your second tier was was Hurts and Allen um we'll kind of go through uh your third tier as it would be where does it end? So we have Burrow, Lawrence. Just uh, stop me when your third tier ends. Burrow, Lawrence, Herbert. Herbert would you, be the Herbert for me is the end of this tier. I feel like those three guys are are very similar. Um, you know, obviously Herbert has kind of moved backwards, where we've seen Lawrence move up, and Burrow has kind of stayed pretty constant. 
I think all three of these guys can make a, a strong push to get into that Allen Hurts top tier, which I'm guessing you probably have those guys in that Allen tier or or kind of around there. Um, I'm just waiting for them to like go full gangbusters and waiting for Joe Burrow to rush for 400 yards in a season, waiting for Trevor Lawrence to rush for 600 yards in a season. You know, once one of these guys makes that big leap, which I don't know that Justin Herbert's necessarily going to do, but I think Burrow and Lawrence had have some potential for it. Um, I, you know, I, I think these three for me are, are very, very similar in value, very similar in long-term outlook. Um, obviously Burrow having the tie to Jamar chase gives him the, the upper hand and hopefully Herbert, we can find him a new weapon. And we could talk about before Lawrence still needs to find that alpha, but they're making progress. Yeah. I, I pretty much agree with the tiers here for me. I have Mahomes, Allen in tier one. And then Burrow, Lawrence, Hertz, and Herbert would be in a tier. And and Herbert ever so slightly sneaks into that tier. He could very easily fall out of that tier. He could very easily go to the top of that tier. He has a high variance within those tiers. I don't think Herbert's a really high variance quarterback. I think that he's going to end up being, you know, a top seven quarterback, pretty much no matter what happens outside of injury. Um, but I think that he has some high variance in terms of entering or exiting this quote unquote tier two for me, what is likely a tier three for you um any uh any concerns with herbert in terms of like he in terms of like a week-to-week quarterback he kind of has been pretty vanilla like he doesn't have a lot of top five weeks he's been more so a like qb7 to 12 common type or do you have concerns about a weekly ceiling for herbert see i i think he's like i mean he's arguably the most constant of these guys yeah he's not he's not putting up those monster monster games but you're not really getting stinkers from him either his touchdown production fell off the off the planet this last year. Uh, obviously, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams pretty much just constantly being hurt, what's new? Um, and yet, he still finished the season as like quarterback nine with with a. He, I think he threw 15, 13 or fifteen fewer touchdowns in twenty twenty as he did in twenty twenty one. So. A slight step back. I, I don't. I don't think that it really changes his value or or worries me. Uh, the yards are still there. The attempts are still there. It's very strong volume. Only only fifty carries, which is why for me, like you, he's he's sneaking into the back end of this tier. I think because of the rushing upside of the next few spots in my list, uh, he could find his way as low as like ten or eleven on this list. If the, you know, the slight struggles continue, um, but because he's young, because that offense is still exciting, hopefully they can add a, a real, uh, another real weapon under the age of 30. Uh, this, this team could be very good. Herbert is a safe play. Um, he's never, I don't know that you're going to get a lot of variance in him. I, I think though, kind of like what you mentioned, I still think it's just kind of a constant. He, he's probably never going to be on them a homes tier. So our, our top six quarterbacks are the same. And then next, our next two, two set of agreement, but it's flip-flop. I have Lamar Fields 7-8. You have Fields Lamar 7-8. Uh, my personal opinion, we have still seen a much lower floor for Justin Fields that, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say Justin Fields is benchable, but I think that it's still somehow in his range of outcomes that he isn't a long-term starter. I don't necessarily actually believe that, but from his NFL production so far, his passing production more specifically, 
there's still a chance that he isn't a long-term NFL starter. Whereas I think that, you know, Lamar is going to get the mega extension at some point from the Ravens uh, or somebody else. And he's going to be a long-term starter. And like I talk about, we, I, I probably value long-term a little bit more than most people at the quarterback position, especially in Superflex. So that's why I have Lamar a, a tick ahead of fields. Um, what, what is your reasoning for fields ahead of Lamar? Well, I, I I think a little bit of it has to do with the contract. I, I mean, we could miss another year of Lamar. Um, that that has been the worry up until now. Uh, obviously, with an MVP under your belt, it, it's you know you have really high hopes for somebody like that. It's a lot of sunken costs to miss the season uh, when it's not injury related. And even even then, even if it was injury, that's that's tough. My my argument for Justin Fields is. He's kind of been playing from behind, you know, no pun intended, his whole career. And and now we finally get him on on the right path moving forward. He finally has a wide receiver. That offense is going to look to be much stronger. He only threw 318. Uh, he only had 318 attempts last year. That's like half as much as some of the league leaders. So that can exponentially grow. I think we can see him in that 450 to 500 range without question. And I still think you're going to look at probably an an 800 plus yard rusher. This, this has a chance to be Jalen hurts on steroids because I believe Justin Fields is a better thrower of the football than Jalen hurts is. And I'm not sure it's necessarily close. He lacked confidence. That offense was terrible. The team was terrible. It was a, it was a really hard position to be in. But this team continues to get better. They're stacking draft picks this year. And I, I still think sky's the limit for Justin Fields. The, this, to me, is, you know, Jalen Hurts did it faster, but I still don't think he's as good of a thrower. I think the Chicago Bears offense will figure this out finally, uh, now that they have DJ Moore. And I, I really do think that that Justin Fields is the real deal, and I, I I want to believe he can keep moving up these these ranks, but because of some of those bad games, because of the floor that we've seen, I think it's really hard to get him any higher than I have him. I, I, I would probably argue this is as high as you can have him without making yourself look like a fool. See, that, that's complicated, though, because like that's true. But if Fields is, you know, QB2 in fantasy, has 4,200 passing yards, Guess what? He's gonna like people are gonna be putting him over Mahomes this time next. Right. Like it all depends on what his passing numbers look like, and then how that correlates with you know he does have a new set of weapons: DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yes, I I can't put him high, higher than seven or eight right now, but he can certainly get higher than seven or eight very quickly. Um, well, and he, I mean, he was he was QB six or seven in points per game scoring. So I, yeah. I mean, for for what Lamar played, I think Lamar played twelve games last year. They scored almost identically. Uh, so, you know, again, you give, you give the age buff to, to Justin Fields and, you know, adding weapons. I mean, yeah, sure. The Ravens added Odell Beckham. Great. Uh, but Chicago is looking to make some real changes and and some real things happen here. And there's no, we, we, we don't know for sure if Lamar is playing in Baltimore at all this year. Who knows? Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next 
will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, let's round out our bottom four of the top 12. Um, we have three of the four same players here. So just one differentiation in our top 12 in terms of who the top 12 are. My bottom four are nine Kyler, 10 Watson, 11 Young, 12 Dak. Your bottom four are nine Young, 10 Kyler, 11 Dak, 12 Tua. Um, so let's start off uh, comparing uh, Kyler and and uh, Bryce Young. Um, I have Kyler higher than, than Bryce Young simply because he has, you know, the proven NFL track record. He has the big contract extension. I... I don't think he's going to miss the entire year from what it seems like. It seems like he's going to be back mid season, maybe even earlier. Um, but honestly, I don't think that even if he were missing the entire 2020, 2023 season, I don't think that has a large bearing on his ice value. Once again, thinking long-term at the quarterback position, even one, even with a quarterback where that heavily relies on the rushing, I think Kyler is still good to go. Um, and if they do enter, if they, if he does miss most of this year and they do enter this, you know, rebuild, um, hopefully they'll get some younger weapons around him in the 2024 season. Um, so I think that he's good enough in the short term with his legs to be able to support himself, even if the team is terrible. And in the long term, I think that they'll end up being able to put the pieces around him. Um, so that's why I have Kyler over Young specifically. Um, and then Bryce Young, I have him 11 behind Watson. But Bryce Young, at this at this moment, we're assuming Bryce Young is going to be a Carolina Panther. And I think it's a solid situation for him with uh, Miles Sanders. And, you know, there's some veteran pieces of the wide receiver position. They're going to need to end up investing in some younger younger players in the skill positions. But for now, this is a very solid team to be put around as he, you know, learns the quarterback position in the NFL. Um, so he's still a top 12 guy entering the NFL. But I will say, in the scenario where Stroud goes to the Panthers, I would end up having him in the same slot I have Young. Like, this is very contingent on him going number one overall. Um, but I think that that, that seemed like – you know, we, we did the talk about Josh McCown and chatting with, with Bryce Young. I mean, chatting with, chatting with CJ Stroud, but it seems like that talk has cooled and it seems like Bryce Young goes one to the Panthers. So I guess uh, two questions. Uh, compare Bryce Young versus Kyler. And then um, does this ranking change at all if CJ Stroud is 101? Uh, well, the undersized boys, as I like to call them, I think they belong next to each other. Uh Kyler probably weighs 40 pounds more than Bryce Young, so that he's got that going for him. Uh, the reason I have Young ahead is because I, I do believe that the Panthers is going to be a better situation than the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, we have seen NFL success, NFL points, NFL production from Kyler Murray. However, Arizona is an absolute dumpster fire right now. Uh, there's, there's no lock that De- DeAndre Hopkins is still there. Uh, in fact, it sounds like they're aggressively trying to trade him and who knows, uh, it it feels like Kyler's mental has been all over the place. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, it almost seems like he and Cliff wanted one of the other to be out and Kyler won that battle. Uh, so I, I don't know what to do with Kyler Murray. I think at his ranking of 10, 
he's arguably a buy because that means there's probably a lot of people that think he's ranked lower than that, uh, which is probably tough to do considering his production. And even though he was pretty not great last year, he still scored as like QB 18. And I think his points per game was still like top 10 or 12 because he only played 11 games. So that's a, that's a weird one. Um, I, I like for Bryce Young going to Carolina. Um, you know, you, you start out your career with, with somebody like Adam Thielen at the position who sure he's lost all of his steps, not just a step, but all of them, but he, he's a pros pro, you know, he, he can still hit those routes. He's going to, he's going to work with the young guy. Um, that offense has some, some potential. And I just, I think that if Bryce Young, I mean, he has the talent again, this was, this is kind of like the Devonta, Fre- the, not Devonta Freeman. That's that was a while ago. The Devonta Smith take where he's a very good prospect. He's got everything going for him, everything you could want. But size matters until it doesn't. If he can stay healthy, if he can stay on the field, and if he can prove us all wrong that he's not undersized, or maybe if he is undersized, that he's tough enough or whatever to be be able to stay out there, he'll also probably move up. He'll he'll be up with Lamar and Fields, uh, you know, in a, in a different tier. But as of right now, um again age is on his size i got the two undersized guys here back to back i just i really do not think arizona is going to be in a good place for a few years and they really can't get out of that kyler contract either so it's it's kind of uh stuck between a a, a rock and a hard place um i yeah I, i just i think that carolina has a real chance to make bryce young great Yep, and then let's round out our, our our top 12. I have Deshaun Watson, 10, and Dak Prescott, 12. You have Dak Prescott, 11, and Tua, 12. Um, let's talk about our, our separation with Watson and Tua. I have Watson at 10. I still think there's a chance we can see 2020 Deshaun Watson at some point. Um, and if we do, he ends up being rocketed up to a top five quarterback. Um, if we don't ever see top five Deshaun Watson again, then this is going to be a terrible ranking of having him in the top 10. Um, but I'm very much, a not very much. I am a believer, maybe not very much. So in Deshaun Watson returning to form and when he does, or if he does that Browns offense can get very exciting, very quickly. Um, you know, the acquisition of Elijah Moore, David Njoku, um, and Nick Chubb. So big believer in Watson. And I'm very scared of the two, uh, injury stuff. I need, I need him to, you know, it's a silly thing to say, but like I need him to go a concussionless year in order to sneak it back into this top 12. Um, because I mean, and I, I'm not sure the validity of the whole, like his, his career's over if he gets another concussion, but if that's accurate, he doesn't, he doesn't belong anywhere near a top 12 because the odds of a quarterback not getting a concussion in a given year is like slim <laughs> to none. So uh, if that's accurate, he needs to be even lower than I have him now. Uh, but as it stands, I, I need to see a, like a concussionless year from Tua before moving him up my ranks. So what are your uh, Watson Tua thoughts? So Watson, uh, he's, he's right there. Dak, Dak, Tua, Watson, even Kyler, I think are all pretty similar. I want Watson to prove to me that he can be that 2018, 2019, 2020 Deshaun Watson, the player that we saw and were like, wow, this guy is next up. The player I was ranking right next to, if not even with Patrick Mahomes, that's the guy I want to see again. What we saw in 2022, yes, obviously he he had to miss like 10 games because of his suspension and and 
and then he showed up and it looked like he had never played football before. I don't know who that was. I don't know what that was. I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to move back into the list. He very easily, if he returns to form, will move back up into the top six, seven, eight. Um, but at 28 years old now, I don't know that he's ever surpassing Herbert or Burrow or Lawrence. Heck, I don't know if he's getting past Fields and Lamar at this stage, assuming Lamar is playing this season. So I I still believe in Watson, but I need for him to show it to us before I make any move up. Whereas with Tua, when he's on the field, at least last year, all it was was production. It, it, it was night and day what we had seen prior. Uh, Mike McDaniel, whatever he was doing was working. Um, Tua, Tua, for me, if, if he's healthy, he can absolutely be that guy. I mean, he he's he's your our new Russell Wilson, if you will. And, you know, the the injury stuff is a huge concern. Obviously, the concussion thing is, you know, remember when we we heard those stories about, oh, Tyler Lockett, his doctor told him if he ever got one more, he would die or something like that. Well, there's no chance he hasn't gotten another concussion since that occurred. And they do like to overblow a lot of that conversation because they want to avoid the concussions. They want to spread the awareness about it. CTE, this, that, the other. If two is on the field, he's going to be a top 10 or 12 quarterback. They have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. The offense has done whatever it wants to day in and day out. Really doesn't matter who's the quarterback, but Tua is slated to be the starter, obviously, and he is going to score points. So I think I think you could realistically have him right there with with Kyler and Bryce Young. I think those three are all going to be very similar. Uh whether, you know, whether it's it's scoring or just actual NFL quarterback, you know, play. I, I think that the, those guys are, are all going to be kind of in that same spot. And then I think that if he stays healthy and he does it a full season, again, we can see him move up into that six, seven, eight spot. I, I can see him leapfrogging Justin Herbert if he has another great season and he stays healthy and puts everything behind him. There's no reason he can't. And wrapping up the top 12, it's kind of the boring pick. It's Dak Prescott. Um, he doesn't have the rushing upside that he had before the 2020 injury. Um, you know, in the last two seasons, 146 rushing yards, 182 rushing yards. That's a comparison. He had at least 277 in each of his previous four seasons uh, before the injury. So the rushing upside is no longer there, uh, but he still has an elite weapon in CD, CD Lamb. He has an offense, you know, that is devolving with uh, the, the loss of Kellen Moore. Um, so I... It's kind of a reluctant placing of Dak here. Like he has to go here, but I'm I'm not excited to add Dak to my Superflex roster. He's very fine. He's going to be a top fifteen uh, scoring quarterback, but there's nothing exciting about having Dak Prescott on your roster anymore. Well, yeah, I mean he, he he's thirty, so you make the list of the thirty year forty year olds, and Dak's at the top of that list, and that's unfortunately where this break point is now. Someone like Trey Lance. Sure, they could end up being up there. He's still only like 23 years old and I mean, whatever, but he he could he could find his way up here if he finds some work. Daniel Jones, man, if if the New York Giants continue to make him look like he's not the worst quarterback ever, he might have a place at that at that kind of that tier break of of quarterback 2 versus quarterback 1 on that fringe area. Um 
but then you look down the list at the other, you know, the Kirk Cousins, who I still think I still hold in, in pretty pretty high regard. He's got at least one more season in front of us here of of probably quarterback one scoring, not overall, obviously, but top twelve. Uh, Russell Wilson dead. Aaron Rodgers dead. Matthew Stafford dead. Derek Carr dead. Uh, Geno Smith. Uh, you could make an argument for Geno Smith to move up this list. He resigns his contract. He, I mean, he's he's what thirty two. Uh, you know, there, there's no reason to not slide him up. I'd rather have Geno Smith than Russell Wilson. I'd rather have Geno Smith than Matthew Stafford I, at this point, probably even over Rogers until we figure out what the hell's happening there. Um, another guy that, that could make a huge leap if, if he looks like what he looked like in the very, very limited play we saw recently is Jordan Love. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I was, so that, that's the, before we get into our, yes, we, we haven't done an ad yet. Uh, before we get into our last segment, uh, make sure to get your Rotoviz Pass, RV Radio 2023, gets your access to all our content and tools, and it's Sports Pod, everything you need, RV Radio 2023, 10% discount. We will love you so much. Tag us when you buy it. Tag us when you buy it for your uncle and your cousin and your brother. RV Radio 2023. Um, so let's wrap up the show um, with who is most likely to break into the top 12 QBs in 2024. We'll go, we'll go, uh, you know, line by line, storyline by storyline. Um, we'll start with the big three QBs. So we, we both have Bryce Young already in our top 12, so we won't talk about him. Um, what, what could happen or what will happen? with CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson to put them into the top 12 in 2024? Uh, neither one of them going to the Houston Texans. That's, that's uh, I think, I, th- I think if either, if anybody else trades up and neither, because I don't think the Texans are necessarily sold on anyone but Bryce Young at the top. So they might look to move out. If that occurs and the Texans don't end up with one of these quarterbacks, great. I'm very, very happy. I think somebody trading up to get Anthony Richardson, someone like maybe the Vikings, even though they've been linked to Hendon Hooker much more. Um, anybody trading up to get either one of these guys, I think has them kind of on that fringe. I think you could make the argument over Dak just because Dak's 30 now. Uh, and, and if somebody's willing to spend the capital to go up and get one of them, I mean, both of them are better prospects than Trey Lance was. And we had Trey Lance at like quarterback four for a little while there. So yeah, and I, I think that the Colts are a very exciting landing spot with the emergence of Michael Pittman in 2022. You have Jonathan Taylor. The Colts have some pieces around the quarterback position to possibly make them a legitimate top 12 dynasty, top 12 fantasy quarterback. So I think Anthony Richardson is probably more so linked to the Colts than, than CJ Stroud, but either of them going to the Colts would definitely be an interesting uh, move for either of them. Um but I think that really, honestly, with the, the level of their talent, the level of their draft capital, most likely linked, they really could go anywhere if things shift right. Like, you know, theoretically, the Ravens could trade up for Anthony Richardson or could like the, the Colts could sign Lamar Jackson. Therefore, that pick goes to the Ravens. You know, there, there's so many outcomes like that one of these guys could end up being. But I, I think uh, from this list that we're going to go through, these these two are probably the most likely to emerge into the top 12. Um, we talked about Tua and Watson. Um, you know, I don't have Tua in the top 12. I think that if he proves to be healthy again, um, he goes into the top 12, uh, you know, alongside Tyree Kill and, and, and Jalen Waddell. And you have Deshaun Watson out of the top 12. And if he shows shades of 2018, 2019, 2020, you would have him moving up. Um, the other guy I have here, um, my last one that I think has a legitimate, legitimate-ish shot to become top 12 is Trey Lance. This is... 100% contingent on a new opportunity. And even then it's not guaranteed. Um, but 
how does Trey Lance become a top 12 quarterback in 2024? Atlanta. Um, that's, that's pretty cut and dry for me. I, I think Atlanta makes an offer to get Trey Lance. I know that they were trying to get him this, the year that, that they got leapfrogged by the Niners. Uh, so I, I think he has to be on the move. I don't think you can keep all three of those guys. Obviously, Darnold is just kind of the the stopgap for when Purdy is finally healthy. But it seems very clear uh, from the 49ers organization that it is Brock and they're sticking with it. So we'll see. You know, maybe it's maybe it's the Titans. Maybe it's Atlanta. Maybe it's Vegas. Maybe uh, you know, maybe the Jets get off the Rogers wagon and they try to grab one of these young guys. Maybe the Buccaneers move up. Uh, maybe they make an, a, a, an attempt at someone like Trey Lance. I, I think I think Lance to just about anywhere because he's still so young. And I mean, sky's still technically the limit because we really haven't seen anything from him. Uh, I think just just because he'll get opportunity anywhere. Anywhere could be good for Trey Lance. And we'll wrap up with Kenny Pickett and Brock Purdy. I can see some, and this is going to be my draft capital brain coming out here. I can see some avenue of Kenny Pickett breaking out. We have Allen Robinson now with the Steelers, whatever that means. Uh, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. There's some weapons around Kenny Pickett. Brock Purdy is flush with weapons, but even with that flush amount of weapons, Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and Debo in terms of the, I, I, I'll put it this way. I think it's much more likely Brock Purdy has a top 12 QB finish than it is. He becomes a top 12 dynasty quarterback. Cause even if he, even, even if he has a, you know, QB nine, QB 10 overall finish, we're going to be attributing it to the weapons and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, Debo Samuel is signed the extension, but Brandon Nook's going to walk and Christian McCaffrey's getting older. And like, it's going to take a lot for Brock Purdy to break into a top 12 ranking more so than a top 12 score. And Kenny Pickett, I think, could break into a top 12 ranking if he, you know, puts up a like top 10 scoring season. Yeah, I mean, his rookie season obviously wasn't anything to write home about, but the Steelers were kind of, you know, mediocre as it was. So I, I think that if if Pickett can take a step forward and and uh, <laughs> stop laying scared, I guess. Um, this, this could look a little bit different. I think, I think Pickett could make a push for that top 12. I think there's a cleaner Avenue for Brock Purdy because we've already seen the success. Sure. He wasn't blowing the doors off the barn. Any, anything crazy. He wasn't putting up gaudy numbers, but he was winning and hashtag QB wins. So I, I think, you know, obviously still being a rookie, we don't see a lot of, of rookies putting up crazy numbers. I mean, Kenny Pickett, had seven touchdowns in, in what, 13 games. Um, not great. You know, a half a touchdown a game is not, not great. But I mean, Pur- Purdy was, was doing kind of whatever he needed to do. Sure. He's probably just a game manager at this stage, but he is also younger than Kenny Pickett. And he looked really damn good in those, those what six games that he played. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, um, that's what we have for our QB corner. Um, if we have a pod next week, it'll come out hopefully Wednesday morning, and it'll be in your ear holes with a rookie mock matrix. Any last words, Dan? If we don't record on Tuesday, I'm I'm making this statement because the, I, the last time we had a podcast, I said we're going to be here next week, and then we weren't. 
I'm making this statement now, uh, Nathan, it, you, and you can hold me to this. If we do not record on Tuesday, I will eat whatever hot pepper you can come up with. I will go buy it. We have I have a fresh produce place right across the street. I will go buy whatever hottest thing that they have, and I will eat it live. We can put it on Twitter. We can put it on YouTube. We can put it wherever. I we I, I like hot food, but I, I, I will I will eat an extremely hot pepper for everyone else's sake so that way we can get maybe i'll do it anyways who knows maybe, maybe we'll spit hot takes while gurgling on spit from a carolina reaper there we go all right that should wrap us up for today make sure to rate review subscribe get yourself a road of his pass rv radio 2023 we'll talk to you guys next week hopefully Kadoosh! mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.